Things are tense as the episode begins. Now that Derry and the D-Gens are friends. A new friend and Katie have fun, but could Wayne and Rosie be done? On to snooters with the skids in the end. Okay, we'll be there in Letterkenny in an hour or so. Any idea where you want to go or what you want to do? Hmm, not really. Let me look up some things to do. Things to do in Letterkenny. Oh, this looks interesting. Oh, are there any good places to eat? There's a one-star rating here titled Bad Restaurant. From a user called Slippy Ballin Boy 7. This ribald restaurant has a despicable taste in music. The so called DJs use an iPod Nano filled with pop star mashups with tawdry Purell lyrics and a simpleton's bass line. They should be playing the latest in underground Nigerian neurofolk. Even Neapolitan funk would be better than the trash played by them. I will not be patronizing this establishment. Okay, then. I'm not even sure what I was supposed to take from that. It sounds like it was written by someone nestled firmly underneath a top hat. Right? Maybe we could try this place, Modine's, from user Karen, one-star review. Modine's 3 is a very unsanitary establishment. I went to use the bathroom after having a very undercooked mojito chicken breast and greasy fries. There is excrement on the outside of the toilet and on the walls of the stall. On top of it all, the bartender and waiter were making suggestive comments about my husband. I will not be eating here again. Ha! Huh. Do you think there's something... Wait, 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 Cassie, Cassie, wait. There's a reply from the owner to that one. You can just right off. My chicken is the best you'll ever have, and your hubby was making eyes at me the whole night. I was flicking all night from seeing that bear of a man. Post has been edited by moderators due to the graphic nature of the response. <laughs> well, that's a thing. And uh, where did those beeps come from? You know what? Never mind. There's got to be somewhere we can go, right? One star, 1.5 stars, dollar store smells like farts. I want to like this place, but I'd give it zero stars if I... Oh, here we go. Five stars. Oh, thank goodness. What you got there? The produce stand. Five stars. This family-owned and run produce stand is everything you'll ever need. Stop in for fresh produce, tarts made with love, or just a chat and a laugh. Every time I come here, it feels just like home. That fresh produce stand there. That's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, uh, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday. And that means we are once again hanging out at the produce stand. A podcast paying tribute to everything in that universe. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other Letterkenny podcasts out there, but this one is definitely a degen. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is a lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirrely Matt and the very degenerate Victor. And joining us tonight, he's from Down Under. He's a sports lover, mainly of AFL and cricket. Not that we know those are sports up here. He's a jigsaw puzzle enthusiast and enjoys a tasty ale and cooking up a good homemade meal. Please join me in making some noise for jazz. Wondrous. Oh, my God. I regret nothing. Welcome to the Protestant Jazz. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Uh no our pleasure. First of all, where are we speaking to you from? Or where are you speaking to us from? <laughs> I'm talking to you from Wajak Nunga Bunga, which more specifically Buralu. But, so, so can you native, say that one more time? Wajak Nunga, that's the native people that live in and around the area. 
Uralu is what they call the the space. Um, okay. Most people know it as Perth. Nice. Okay. okay. Perth, Australia. Nice. Well, so it's tomorrow yeah, there. It's tomorrow. It is. It is 10.37 on Friday. So talking to you from the future. I love it. Very I cool. I love the fucking future, man. <laughs> future is so it's bright. good. Nothing's happened so far. So. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank and you. And it's so looking much. sunny in the future. Yeah. Well, what's the temperature yeah, out there us, right now? Tease us with those temperatures. Tease you. So it's 28 today. So it's actually kind of a bit chilly. Probably need to put a jumper on a bit if it's uh, doing that. So that's 28? Really? Celsius. Jumper? Come on. A jumper Come at 28? No. Thought um, I'd just put the knife in the back a bit. And yeah, thanks. So. <laughs> so that's 28 in socialism degrees. In freedom degrees, it's it's like, I don't know. What would that be? Uh, 80? Or 90? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Well, it got a bit hotter well, earlier in the week, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll, I'll chat about that a bit later. And I've did, already done the calculation for freedom units for that one. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, I noticed you have, uh, and I'm sure Victor will probably, you know, remark on this, but you have some guitars hanging behind you in your room there. Uh, looks like a bass player, an Ibanez bass. Is that right? And a, a Fender and, and an acoustic. So you're a musician yep. or, or are you just like uh Decorating, yeah, collecting. Like uh, me, I have two that hang here. <laughs> yeah, and Matt de- does not de- play. <laughs> they're de- dusty decorations. Um, my uh, ex partner of mine's old man was a country music singer manager, so oh. I got to know a few of the Australian country music stars. So it was quite interesting from the chats last week. I <laughs> uh, can't say. I suppose I have a bit more appreciation of country music, but they also taught me how to play. Uh, the Takamini there that's sitting on the end. So it doesn't get as much play as I'd, I'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I whip it out every now and then and it somewhat comes yeah, back you to do. me until my, fingers, <laughs> <laughs> until my fingers go a bit raw after about half an hour. So. Well, as, as one does after whipping it out for a bit. Yeah, on, fucking on, the album, uh, on the album Wiggly Wiggly World, I believe... <laughs> Uh, I, oh. An Australian country singer makes an appearance, but I'm trying to remember his name. Mm. Uh, it'll come to me. Mm-hmm. We watched there's, that there's documentary. Yeah, it was good. Oh, that that was an excellent documentary. Yeah, it was really yeah. well done. All right, well, why don't we get started here? How are you now? Tonight's lineup was well, myself, Tanya, Matt, Victor, and our our guest Jez will have the last word. So, uh, I mean, what have we been doing this week? Last Saturday, we went to a birthday party. We did. Go to a birthday party. We went to party. a birthday party. I can't remember it, who the hell it, it was. was, it was, it was I can't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody isn't going to remember, it's going to be you. So <laughs> we went to Matt's birthday party. Uh, he turned. Can I say how old you turned, yeah, Matt? Yeah, I said it last week. Yeah, he's a ripe old age of 40 now. He's joined the club, or he's, uh, as I think Trolley said, uh, on the other side of the hill. Um, and uh, we had a great time. We went. Uh, to this place what was the place called great time playtime 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 bowl playtime bowl so we did some bowling i think i bowled the game of my life or at least uh um one of the best we're gonna print that and put it up on a picture what was your like a 160 or something Uh, 159 or something like that but i had like i had a turkey at one point i had three strikes did you really yeah yeah Oh, um, I bowled terribly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's terribly. funny because when we got there, you're the guy who brought your own fucking shoes. Yeah. So you yeah. always be wary of the guy with his own bowling shoes. But yeah, no. you did not live up to that expectation. At all. Not when the beer starts flowing. I barely yes, knew what lane I was beer. on. <laughs> Wait, did he just put on his own shoes yeah. and then get a gutter ball? Like what happened? Wait, did you see three, three different security guards yelled at me to get mm. bowling shoes? And I mm-hmm. like they kept coming up on the lane and say, excuse me, sir. 
you have to use real bowling shoes. I'm like, these are my bowling shoes. <laughs> and they looked all embarrassed. Like, oh, shit, sorry. Gord asked Three if you had. Three times that happened. Gord asked if you had your own ball as well. And I said, and no, you didn't. But didn't your buddy? Like, you yeah, yeah, my buddy he Kevin brought had a maple leaf ball. Yeah, Toronto maple leaf ball. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, and <clears throat> is he the one that I just narrowly beat for the, the, the top score in the first game? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Stop yeah. saying that like you don't know it already. No, I, I like uh, you knew who there, you beat. there was what? 12 people or something? There was, there was a good There's group. A few people. 20 of us in total, or I think. 20? Okay, actually, yeah. I guess 19. So only one sat out. So Jen sat out the first game. Mm-hmm. Actually, And then a friend of her sat out the second one because we had three lanes of so 18 people. So we had one sitting out. Yeah. I didn't start off too well. I think I might have guttered my first uh, ball, but then after that, it was uh, strike, 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 and and I just barely eked out a win because your your buddy made it uh, interesting at the end there. But <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I'm only good for one game ever. Like my second game was horrible, so uh, yeah, uh, I, I should have retired after the first game. Anyway, that was fun. <clears throat> and and I, the most unique um, uh, throw that I've ever seen of any individual, Matt wins the uh, award for for like. Oh, he knows how to put the it spin was, on that like, ball. Yeah, it was like a discus um, <laughs> bowling ball, like contorted hand, kind of like I, I don't know. You were spinning. I don't. It was. I was unique. Well, my score would did not reflect the technique. <laughs> or maybe it did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was a good time. Uh, it was and, a great time. Yeah, and we had some fun at the in the arcade as well, play, shooting baskets and playing uh, beer pong and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm was, not sure Matt would remember that portion. No, I do remember evening. that. I'm, the memory's still there at that point. You were in it to win it, bud. Holy, when we left fun. you, we were, we were slightly concerned, but we figured, Jen, you know, you had uh, oh. Jen was there. She was an adult, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she would adult for the mother, yes. So yeah, good time. Who's, uh, who's the most competitive out of uh, you four? Who was who was four? in it to win it the most? Uh, for in which Matt. game? For drinking, it was Matt. Right. For <laughs> drinking, it was Matt. Like you were drinking Matt. the most there, there yeah. Matt. And so, deservedly so. Yeah, so here's the context. I mean, it was obviously my, my 40th. I invited a bunch of people. What most there didn't know is that my friends, two of my, my closest friends, Kevin and Dave, who were there, um, I posted a photo on Insta and, and a couple other places for anyone that saw it. Um, those guys and myself have not been in the same room with each other for over 10 years. Um, Kevin and Dave idiots got in a fight a number of years ago and haven't spoken in years. And these are my two closest friends, right? Mm So I, they both, I've spoken to them separately over the years. They both kind of alluded that they'd love to reconcile, but you know, we're men and neither one of them would pick up the phone and do it. So I essentially, Forced that situation. I invited them both separately. Neither one of them knew each other was coming. I'm like, it should be fine. <laughs> they did. They mm-hmm. reconciled. I mean, I know I didn't, I wasn't in the moment, but I was told that they had a heart to heart, a big emotional apology. And then from that point on, it was an in it to win at night. And oh boy, were you? I, oh yeah. I, I, and I don't, I didn't go to the bar once. That's the reality. It was they, everyone, mm-hmm. Hal, yourself included, kept mm-hmm. feeding me more alcohol and i, I was trying really to give attention. you some of my water I was trying oh, to yeah. <laughs> see i needed that because needless to say i don't remember the tail end of the night as far as i've been told i had to be helped out of the building um so it got well, i don't know what victor i do remember you and, and linda leaving and by the way thank you everyone for coming mm-hmm. it was a fucking blast from what i recall um al i don't remember you and tanya leaving i'm not sure when you did i'm sure i said goodbye you did maybe Hugged okay. repeatedly mm-hmm. It was it was very 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 emotional. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah. <And> I remember, <laughs> all I remember saying the next morning to Jen, I'm like, was I an asshole or was I just a lot? And she's like, you were a lot. I'm like, okay, yeah. as long as I'm not the asshole, no, I'm okay. You, you weren't a dick on the boat. No, no. you were yeah. not you a dick, a on, dick a on the boat. You were you were perfectly fine, just a lot. Yes, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
10. How was your week? I really had a lot of fun playing. Do you remember the beer pong that's not had nothing to do with beer? It was a machine that the, yeah. the ping pong ball would would get pop up pop yeah. up and just float there. And then you were like feeling like you were the king by like <laughs> grabbing it out of the midair and like <laughs> It was so fun. You didn't win at the pong, but you, but, you, but, but you did but it with you style. Did, yeah. You felt like the man. You were just. It was a pretty powerful moment when that ping pong ball pops out of that machine. Oh the man, that was so fun. Oh, and to answer, I think Jez is your your question. Who's the most competitive out of the four of us? It might be a tie between Tanya and myself. Um, because I know Victor is happy to lose as long as he's the biggest <laughs> loser or the biggest winner. He doesn't care as long. He's, no, um, Matt's pretty competitive, <clears throat> but. It was out the window that night. Yeah, that, that was the what lunch <laughs> Yeah, way out the window yeah. then. I, I realized very quick that my game was not happening, and I just stopped caring. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, so what's been going on? Uh, my week. Uh, so our daughter is uh pink with with pink eye again. I um. So Fuck. that's been uh. Teach her to wipe her ass, man. Like you know what's happening. <laughs> so we finally came to the conclusion of what's happening. So she's volunteering in the kindergarten room, and with the grade ones. And I'm like, okay. So every time she volunteers in this kindergarten room, she comes home with a virus. Like, and by the Monday. She woke up and her eye wasn't opening again. And it's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, I love to support you and, and want you to volunteer because that's a great thing to do. But at the same time, can we maybe put a hazmat suit on you <laughs> so that when you go in, you're not collecting anything? Um, so, yeah, we've been dealing with that. Um, works work. And I had um, a night with a girlfriend tonight. I went out for dinner. Oh, my God. It was it was phenomenal. Just I haven't seen my friend since um, pre-pandemic. It, it's been kind of crazy and, and schedules and stuff. So um, it was so wonderful to uh, connect with uh, with a friend and um, have a wonderful night. Um, and I had the most delicious mango um, man- drink. It was like a lovely drink. Cool. I don't even remember what the hell it was. It was a Mexican place? It was a Mexican oh, place. Nice. And it was like so authentically Mexican. That's the closest I'm going to get to Mexico without actually taking a plane and getting Without getting sick. Without getting sick. <laughs> with with no IV bag because uh, Mexico hates me and, and that's what happens when I go. Um, so, yeah, just uh, off of a lovely high from, uh, from a, a great night and uh, ready to get into it. And, uh, yeah, that's me. Matt. Do you remember your week? That's <laughs> <laughs> most of it. Um, yeah, we talked about the birthday. A great time. Rough recovery. <laughs> I actually the funny thing is I had to take my uh, my youngest to a skating lesson. Yeah, Jen said morning. that she's like he's got to take he's got to take him to a skating lesson. I'm making him go. <laughs> we we went and actually if you ask Jen, she'll tell you she was quite impressed. She's like I did not expect you to be as as well as I was the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably still she, drunk I, oh, it's probably it we i went, love we your skating. wife so much her oh, she is phenomenal she's like she's, oh yeah this is what's happening <laughs> yeah. and she and she yeah and she's like it's your 40 to get a pass is what she said because uh, she was re, re regaling me with all the tales of what happened in the back half of the night but going oh, but to she made you sleep in that room right the one the room you're in right now you had to well sleep yeah my, we had a sleepover my buddy stayed and we both just crashed here but apparently i just came in hit the bed and was out like we were supposed to play darts and have more beers none of that happened i was <laughs> I, I don't know how i got into the house but anyways i made it home went to skating um had a blast thank you for everyone that came i'm now 40 
fuck. Um, <laughs> the rest of my week, though, what was I going to say? There was two things. Oh, one, I'm sort of upgrading my setup here. So thanks to Al and Tanya and Victor, uh, they gave me, they gifted me a podcasting device. So I'm still trying to figure it out, um, but I'm going to turn up my game a little bit in the future. So that's exciting. So thank you guys. That was amazing. Um, and then I bought myself with some money from my folks. I bought uh, myself a new monitor because I've been working off my laptop monitor the entire time we've been doing this show. And I'm realizing now this is much better. Everyone's big. <laughs> like you're almost like actual head sizes now. It's great. Not little, not little thumbnails. So it's quite an upgrade. So that's fun. Um, and then today I'll, I'll end on this one today. I, I been trying to get into a do- one of my doctors for a while and I, and I got into a specialist with the ENT and I know I've talked before about having trouble sleeping and all this jazz. So I think there might be some light at the end of the tunnel. It turns out I have a severely deviated septum. Um, so I didn't even know what that I'd heard it. And when I ever hear of deviated septum, I only think of the movie, um, heavyweights. And mm-hmm. if you catch that reference, I love you. And if you don't, well, figure it out. Um, but so that's exciting. So we're going to deal with that. Uh, we're starting the process. The you know doctor said, have you tried these things? And I tried all the things he had talked about. He's like, well, the next step is surgery. So uh, we're going to look at correcting it. And hopefully that'll clear this old nostril up and allow me to breathe a little better at night and hopefully get some better sleep. So we're a ways out from that, but oh, starting that process. Uh, it's exciting for you. I had a buddy who had that surgery done and, and it was night and day. He said afterwards, he's like, was I, I didn't know that this is how much you could, you should be breathing. Like he was, yeah, yeah he couldn't believe it. Yeah. So it was pretty exciting. And again, the first couple of things he said we could try, I said, I've been doing both of those things for like a year now and mm. it's doing nothing. He's like, well, the next option surgery. I'm like, sign me up. Like, where, where do I, where do I Just sign? Do so, uh, I, realistically, we're probably six months out at the very minimal, um, but it's exciting ahead, and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to after the recovery. <laughs> so yeah, well, I'm hearing is Matt's getting a nose job. Okay, yeah, Victor, how have you been, buddy? Uh, good. Uh, my coworker had the same surgery, Matt, last summer. Yeah, yeah, and he's uh, like feels like a million bucks now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm dreaming so, of it. Yeah. Uh, the, but, but for some reason, the, uh, insh- OHIP or whatever wouldn't cover it. Cause they th- thought of it as a, like a, almost a cosmetic oh, surgery. An elective. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So uh, stuff that knows, they maybe. allow and well, it depends allow. maybe on, on, but he, he's, he's from Ukraine. So maybe oh. they kind of, he's not like an official, he's, he's not a citizen yet. So maybe that has I something. It might it. also depend on how severe the sleep disorder is, right? If Matt's yeah, yeah. sleep disorder is serious enough, then it'll get covered. Yeah, yeah, who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Um, anyway, there's light at the end of the tunnel, is all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah. So went to up to upcountry to a DJ uh, birthday <laughs> party. Uh, so that was Listen, fun. Upcountry is still Toronto. <laughs> well, it was upcountry from the east. Oh my god. That's um, a, yeah. That's what the east guys yeah. call the west. <laughs> yeah. Upcountry. Uh-huh. It's okay. Vice um, versa is the same. That's right. Uh, and. Um, uh, I believe I was the only one that night that did a trick shot. Uh, so I threw the ball into the gutter, but it didn't end in the gutter. It bounced back out and knocked some pins down. That's how, so. that's how bad a bowler Victor is. <laughs> no, no, you're not supposed oh, to do that. Victor, really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, so sir. my father-in-law adored you. Mm-hmm. He loved his conversation with you, but. One thing was leaked, and I need a quick explanation on Uh-oh. this one. So he said, and Jen overheard this too. She's like, I'm blown away. When you can you confirm when you travel by plane, do you go out of your way 
to do layovers? I, uh, I, I may or may not do that. Yes. For the simple reason that you want to fly on extra planes in your trip. Yeah. Yes. Because okay. then you get, you get two or two or more for the price of one. Because you get multiple takes off, takeoffs and landings, no. and that's where all the fun is. Everyone else, every normal person, no. avoid tries to no. avoid it at all costs. But Victor goes no. straight towards <laughs> oh. it. How many uh, stopovers? Yeah, I'll take that one. I'll take the one with five stopovers. Who goes yeah, but for I, more? <laughs> but ever since Linda discovered that, I kind of stopped doing that. But the funny thing, serendipitously, uh, last year discovered when we uh, flew when we flew to Paris, mm -hmm. we booked a direct flight. But it ended. It turned into three flights. Yeah, I remember so, the the Odyssey so I have of, to your, of your trip to, really to Paris. Upset, yeah. uh, <laughs> to pretend to be upset. Well, didn't you yeah, spend we, we uh, a, you a, up if we an extra day in Germany or something like that when on your way to yeah, Paris? Yeah, we we were we were stuck in Frankfurt Airport for uh, eight, like six or eight hours. I can't remember. Crazy. Uh, but it was great because I I love airports. So mm -hmm. I um and I could give you a tour of the Frankfurt Airport now if if I had sure to. you lived there like uh, Tom Hanks in that one movie. <laughs> yeah, what was I that? Did. Terminal. Yeah. Terminal. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, speaking of travel, I need to take a Twitter poll on something that's recently come to um, to light. I want to know, know what is normal. Um, is it normal when you're going on? Who does this? I want to I know. If you're going on vacation, do you plan to um, like what happens if you die while you're on vacation? Like, what? do you? Yeah, this is what I want to know. Is this like a weird family trait that we have that my family has, or is I've this an other people thing? Like when you go, do you say, okay, here are my documents. So if I don't make it back, but you, have little, here's... you have a little kid still, Tanya. So like, I think, okay, once did your you kids used to old, do like... that then when no, the no, kids were Victor, little? My parents, whenever no, they go we to Portugal, take our stupid kids with us when we travel. Whenever, <laughs> whenever my parents to this day go to Portugal, I always get the, 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 the rundown me where of... the will is and, and where the paper, the where's, important papers where's are. Where's the oh, yeah. important I, documents. I get it all the time. But I want to know, does everybody do that? Is that like a, a global thing or is that just never like people that. with no, high I've anxiety problems? I'm gone. Figure it out. I'm surprised I'm so, actually, I'm so, Victor, because I thought like uh, Soviets were like, yeah, doom and gloom. Like you, you expect to die on every trip and therefore you, you're prepared. No, no, because my because like Linda uh, believes with all her heart that mm -hmm. if there's a plane crash and there's one survivor, it will likely be me. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That might be the quote of the podcast. <laughs> yes, we haven't even started. Oh and, my yeah. god! Yeah, yeah. That, that, so, Linda that has a point there. There's, there's some logic there for sure. Oh, oh on on the topic, mm -hmm. um, if you remember, if you remember back in '93, I think it was '93. There was a movie called Alive, mm -hmm. which was yes. based on on a true story about the Uruguay um, yeah. uh, rugby yeah. team. I think. Anyway, it was a pretty good movie. Uh, it was, you know, they have to kind of eat each um, other. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, there was a remake. It's on uh, Netflix now. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, I think it's the, the, the way of the, of the snow. Society. Yeah. Society. Of the, um, really. I just watched it. It's really good. It's like uh, it's a lot more authentic because it's it's actually, you know, they, they're speaking Spanish and <laughs> um, and it's just a, it's more from the point of view. It's 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 just it's just different, mm -hmm. and I if you if you are interested in that story, I recommend watching that movie. It's it was really done really really well. Cool. Um, yeah, I heard about and, it, but I hadn't. Uh, but I didn't know. Yeah. It, so it's a, just a direct remake of the same story. Like if, a, yeah, it's a direct remake. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. it's just done in a slightly more authentic way. It's mm -hmm. less. It's not Hollywoodized, right? If, if that's a word. Right. Different um, take on the story. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost shot for shot done, like filmed very like the same. I mean, it, cause it's a true story, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. not, like, so it's, it's it follows a very same linear line, sure. but um, just, just different, uh, a little different. And I'd recommend well, it. Robbie we, says and, it's a great book. He read it when he was a teenager. Yeah. I read and, it once. Uh, <laughs> he read it um, once. <laughs> Good for you, Matt. Thanks, um, and, and, and we finished, um, Fargo season five, super, super good. Really recommend that. Nice. And if you haven't watched the previous seasons, you don't have to, cause each season stands on its own, but, um, it's, you know, uh, the, the final episode just dropped this week. It's um, on the list. And, yeah. uh, it, it was just super good. Couldn't cool. recommend it more. All right. Jazz. How have good you day. been, bud? Um, yeah, been, been pretty good. I think I, alluded to or somebody asked how the weather's been mm-hmm. down here um so it's 28 now uh over the weekend just gone it got up to 41 degrees so that's 106 Ooh. in yeah, Fahrenheit hot. Hot. now yeah. instead of trying to keep cool like everybody else did I as kind of mentioned off the top I play cricket decided to go stand out in the sun in the middle of a field for best part of six hours Ooh, so geez. that was nice ill-advised yeah yeah and the thing about cricket as well is the better you do the longer you're actually out there for so it's kind of counterintuitive to do better (laughs) and unfortunately i played the best game i've played all season so with the bat did very good was out there for an hour how many days you got like lots of wickets and stuff that's all i know about cricket wickets so uh so i have (laughs) subsequently turned into a batter keeper so i have protective equipment on the entire time which is really quite stupid um but now i got uh, 58 with the bat um again i'm not sure how much i take it you guys know nothing about cricket even though Zero. canada is actually in the world cup coming up in oh yeah yes June, okay go sports yeah go sports so the first game i think is canada versus usa um and i just had a quick look into it and one of the places they're playing in New York, I think, is uh, in a ground in Hicksville. So there you go. Wow. Ball comes back around. Yeah. So, yeah. So, playing see, up cricket, here we play um, in the snow. It's really hard to find the ball. <laughs> they did do ice cricket for a while. I think our nice guy had actually playing on ice that was hilarious watching Tort Stars fall over everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it's our home so, advantage. Yeah, so, some, yeah. We, so, we played yeah, a, was, a World Cup soccer qualifying match against uh, Jamaica in Edmonton. And there was literally snow banks in the corner of the fields. <laughs> so when the Canadians scored, they went like they would dive into the snow. They were so excited. And 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 the but, Jamaicans were like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" <laughs> have you guys ever Sounds seen like- the movie? Have you guys ever seen the movie The Grand Seduction? It's um, I I I could, I could be misquoting by saying it's based on a true story, but I kind of think it is. It's, it takes place in Newfoundland, mm-hmm. and it's like a small town who, um, basically they're gonna lose a big deal with a factory. Like it's a super small town. There's no work. But if they want the fact that they need a doctor. Okay. So the whole idea of the movie is they bring in this, this doctor gets stuck there for a short period of time. And now they're trying to trick him into thinking this is the place he needs to live mm-hmm. so that they can get the factory. But the doctor is obsessed with cricket. So the whole town pretends like they know how to play cricket. Oh, and they set up they set up like a game on the side of like a cliff in Newfoundland. <laughs> and no one knows what the fuck they're doing. But they're trying to show, oh, look, yeah, we love cricket out here. We got our own team. But I love I it. Know. Sounds great. Maybe. Yeah, great movie. Up. If you've never seen it, by the way, Grand mm-hmm. Seduction. Have to give it a crack. Yeah. So, yeah, managed to uh, try and, well, out in the heat 
um recovered from that after a couple of days mm. so finally kind of tuesday was back to being normal and had to go through the first process of three of getting a root canal so that was Ooh. nice and fun You're getting um, three root canals uh three stages so oh. clearing it all out oh putting bits in and then putting other bits in apparently Yikes. i wasn't paying that much attention i was just trying not to just cry but mm-hmm. disco dentistry has come a long way so you can just listen with um noise cancelling headphones so you just just listen to podcast i was listening to you guys while i was having a root canal oh, so, wow. some might say that. listening to us is, is, is the same as having a root canal <laughs> but uh bless you it's like a nail-biting experience that's, that's what some of my fans feel like when uh, they uh, mm-hmm. uh write their reviews about me i am so sorry you had to go through that well, oh that sounds terrible thank you so much for joining us jez um was there something else oh was there something else no, no, that was oh. that was that, that was just oh. all right. <laughs> Let me just uh, run through the Twitter roll call real quick here. So, uh, welcome to new followers: Ryan Romsberg from the three three zero, Matt Swanson, Corn Dog Horn Dog from the Danger Zone, Corn Lisa Fancher from uh, from Hollywood, <laughs> Tom Jode Squiggles, uh, Trevor Grimston from Vancouver, JM from Ontario, Brian Keim from St- uh, Stevensville, Michigan, uh, Bad Mittens from uh, Milky Way uh, Galaxy. Ray Baranowski from Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Uh, Joe G from the from the OC from Mandalore, but maybe Risa. Uh, Justin Jones from Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, Double Dog on from on his Harley. OC Steve from Orange County. Tara Devon Swisher or Div, yeah Devon Swisher. Uh, John R from Baltimore. Get lit with with Kit Mouse. Amanda Marie from Wisconsin. Matt Oltz. Kristen Sukas. Cranick from Detroit, Jen, Dwayne Henry, Mystery, Jack Lucene from or Lucene from Quebec, uh, Brett Broadway from East Rutherford, New Jersey, Jordan Barassa from Moose Jaw, uh, Francis Kisia Moavali, uh, Potter from Barcelona, Samson uh, Analicious from St. Louis, Carl from Everywhere, Chris Wynn from Ottawa, Hot Nonsense Pod, RJ, Stand Up Rookie. Lee Dixon Cox from Grover, North Carolina. Uh, Carrie Taylor Brown from Tulare, California. Uh, Dwayne Gliwa. Uh, Conico from all over the world. Holly Mark from Carmel, Indiana. Bay Brawler 415 from Reno. Jamie Lumley from Lossiemouth, Scotland. Uh, Jesse L. Dr. Microb from Wisconsin. Chad Rivette. Eddie Veteran. Uh, uh, Luca, Lucas Nyan and Celtic Nerd, thank you for following and hopefully for listening. Previously on Letterkenny. Uh, let's see here. Last week we recapped and reviewed season two of Letter, uh, episode two of season 12 of Letterkenny Sun Darts. That episode was a unicorn receiving fresh ratings from all our panelists, including our guest Zach, who isn't even a country music fan. According to our scientific Twitter poll, 81.4% gave it a fresh, 16.9% gave it a clearance, and 1.7% gave it a compost. This week, we recap and review episode three, season 12. I'm a DJ. Have you done your homework? I've done my homework. Tanya, have you done your homework? It is. <laughs> Matt, have you done your homework? Trice. Victor. It is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it loses something wow. when somebody beats you to it, right? And <laughs> Jez, have you done your homework? Somewhere between three to four or maybe four to six times. Wow, here we go. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. <laughs> we open with, with Squirrely Dan, Katie, and Wayne hanging out at the tractor shed. The topic of the moment, boating. 
Squid End says McMurray has a rich uncle with a yacht, docks it down Marcos Islands, Florida's, and takes it down to Minican's a couple of times a year. Kitty would love to go yachting down Minican. Wayne would prefer the Everglades. Last time Kitty checked, Wayne would rather not go boating at all. Wayne hates boating. Squid End asks Wayne what he has against boating. There's always a dick on a boat. Oh, yeah. And then you're just hooped. Katie suggests that maybe Wayne's the dick. Wayne admits he might could be, or he might not, or he mightn't. So he put it to the test. He went solo boating to find out if he was the dick or if the, it was the boaters. He borrowed Joint Boy's tin can, not, Ty, not Tyson's twin engine speeds boats, because he isn't the type of prick to go speed boating. Pete McNichols tossed him off the back of one of the those cocksuckers as a child and he never recovered. So he's out on JB's boat a wee bit up the lake there. Uh, he took his shirt off cause he's got one of those types of farmer tans that might make a person uh, think there might be something wrong with him. Katie reminds him he doesn't have any swim shorts. She asks him what he wore for bottoms. Wayne says he just rolled up his jeans a wee bit there. He went full Huck's fins according to Squirrely Dan. So wait, you're solo on a boat, tarp off, farmer tan flying. Full Huck fins. That's exactly what I have. Why? Because I'm the type of prick you could boat by a fella standing out there, solo boating, tarp off, armor tan flying. Bohawk fins. And keep my opinions <laughs> to myself. Not one to rock the boat. I'd mind my beeswax, just boat right by. Then Katie asks WWBD, what would boaters do? Wayne sees three boats heading down the river towards him. He figures this will be the test. If one of them trips him, there's always a dick on a boat. And if none of them do, maybe he's the dick. Well, first boater comes boating up starboard there. Fellow says, I stay in the water. I say, sure. And he says, you ever think about throwing yourself in there with a tan like that? Oh, for once. Okay, and the second? Well, next boater comes boating a port side there. Fellow says, quite a look. I say, sure. And he says, maybe if you had any friends, they'd tell you what a retard you look like. <gasps> he didn't say it. Boaters did. There's always a dick on a boat. Well, no, there's a dick <laughs> on two-thirds of the boat so far, which is looking good for your theory. Not looking good for boaters, though. Well, then the third boat comes boating on up there. We're about about. Fellow says, you're quite a sight out here on the water. A solo boat, tarp off, farmer tan flying, full huck fin. Takes guts. I applaud it. I smells the late W's for the boaters. Wait for it. And then he says, especially since it's common knowledge, huck fin and that other fellow used to fuck each other up the ass. Oh for threes. <laughs> gotcha, big brother. I get why you don't like boating. There's always a dick on a boat. And cue the theme. All right, <clears throat> I'm up first for the cold open. Meh. It was just meh. It was fine. It was, it was, there's nothing too spectacular about it. It was, it was amusing. Uh, I feel like every time Wayne said Boaten, he sounded more and more like that G.I. Jehovah from uh, a few sim- seasons ago, the way you would say it all the time. <laughs> uh, boat, boat. Um, it's, it's a boat. What? It's a boat not dancing. That's what it's a boat. <laughs> But um, and so it was, it was cute. There was nothing too spectacular about it, but there was also nothing horrible about it. I think it was just kind of right down the middle. Tan, uh, I have to agree with you. Um, there wasn't anything that really stood out. It was just a conversation, and I didn't really find anything overly humorous. I I thought Squirrely Dan's comment that uh, he was going full Huck Finn. Uh, was good, but mm-hmm. again, there wasn't anything that took it over the top for me. Um, it was interesting that Katie was in uh, the the three the the, the triangle because yeah. um, usually it would be Derry that that sits there and mm-hmm. good, um, good observation. The guys yeah. usually have the the talk, um, and yeah, yeah. 
I found it amusing though that Wayne does not own swimming trunks, so that he only ever wears jeans. Is is that what we're led to believe? Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm <clears throat> I'm on the same trend here. It mm-hmm. was it felt like an old fashioned Letterkenny mm-hmm. open, um, but middle of the ground. Like it was fun. Yeah, the banter was humorous. The repetition was there. All the things that we've come to know and love about Letterkenny. But did it stand out as something like highly memorable? No. Mm-hmm. Um, the <clears throat> the full Huck Finn thing definitely made me laugh. Yeah, I, I could have heard him yeah. jumping with that. And however, I'm not going to say it wrong, but however, he was saying I might be, um, or might be. Yeah. He, he said that. Did anyone catch? He said it in a really weird way. He said, but I could, could he, might be. It could might be. Or could might. And did you see the tongue happen after that? Yeah. So as soon yeah. as he said it, yeah. the little tongue <laughs> flick that he did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I missed like the that. Tongue flick. That made me laugh for sure. That just how he pronounced that. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a good chuckle. But at the end of the day, again, it was, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't dislike yeah. it. Didn't love yeah. it. Um, yeah. It was. It was a fun way to start the episode. Victor. That did not float my boat. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um. So I like planes. I like trains. You don't I'm like not, boats? I'm I'm partial to boats. I, I like big ships. I, I like big ships. But you cannot lie. <laughs> I cannot lie. I do like big ships. I cannot lie. I like them. Uh, I like the cross sections. So when I was um, in, in, in Hebrew class, not really understanding what they were trying to brainwash me with, um, oh I was drawing pictures of big ships. But the cross sections of them, mm-hmm. where you could see every uh, floor of the, uh, right. uh, and and but it wasn't people on the ships. The ships were constructing cars, so every floor was a different area of construction. Where mm-hmm. you know, on one floor they were building the body, on the other floor they were building the engine, on the other floor they were you know doing the uh, doing the assembly, on the next one they were doing the painting and the, the finishing. This this is. This is this is like stuff that could go for you know big money today. I still have it. Um, uh, that's it's fine art. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so that's my so experience with ships. Um, but but as far as the cold open, uh, I felt I couldn't. It was not relatable. I didn't mm-hmm. really understand the whole. There's always a dick on a boat. Like I I I the only I guess my experience with boats is you know when you're in a work. Uh, you have before COVID you used to do fun things and mm-hmm. you know you'd have like uh, company parties on boats and things like that. Uh, and I guess there was always somebody that drank too much or whatever, but that's it was all more boaters. Like, yeah. That, but that was all more boaters. like the Matt experience. It mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, it's like, you know, he's just having fun. And he just doesn't turn <laughs> into a dick. It was a research project. He needed <laughs> yeah. to know if he was the dick or if boaters were the dick. Yeah. He went I mean, out. I, 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 go ahead, Matt. And I understand the, the concept, like what you could, you could relate to, to anything where something is in tight quarters, right? It's the whole idea is that when you're in tight quarters somewhere in a situation like that, if someone's a dick, you're hooped in. Like you're stuck with that mm-hmm. shit, and you just have to play it out. So I can understand the logic. Um, I mean, I've been on lots of boats. I, maybe I'm the dick. I don't know. I'm gonna say I was about to say I don't remember any, but it's very likely. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> he remember. He remembers getting on the boat, but not getting off the boat. He's thrown off the boat. Always a dick on a boat. I think I've I've, I've talked about this in the past. I'm sure, but a yearly gig that my band plays every year is is at a marina up in Aurelia, and it's to boaters. Basically, they set us up on a floating barge, and we're facing tons and tons of yachts and they're all looking down at us and we're playing music for them are are yachts in the same category though as a boater like yeah well, yachts are like a category of their own anyway these people can like drink oh my god can they drink they they'll 
yeah, they'll drink you anyone under the table because that's all they do is they hang out on their boat and they drink. Uh, and you know, when they're not, of course they're tied up because they don't drink in boat. That's not allowed, but anyway, uh, they know how to party, but, uh, I can, you know, I can kind of see Wayne's point, but at the same time, I don't have any experience with, uh, they were all very, very nice very to me. Nice. Yeah, very nice to me. Jez, what do you think of this? I, the first time through, I wasn't that impressed, mm-hmm. but I think it kind of lost its way. It started out with a lot of boat puns, which I, yeah, yeah. floats my boat. Um, I, my wife actually works in the maritime industry and oh. went through a uh, morale building exercise of seeing how many boat puns could be used in official <laughs> communique without it going. It sounds like a, a letter Kenny writing assignment, really. <laughs> oh, I, I, I wrote a, a very quick pandemonium kind of thing, but thought, nah, that's, that's not appropriate. <laughs> but, uh, there's a list of a heap of those and really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of moved away from that. So there was, I think there was only seven puns they did and that was all in the first kind of minute. And then after that, it, it went on a story. So it was kind of neither here mm-hmm. nor there. It wasn't yeah. telling a funny story or putting in the, the, the amount of jokes, the quantity of jokes. It, it was just neither, but a few small things I noted. So I mentioned the tongue. It seemed very windy in terms of just the the barn doors absolutely blowing mm. a, a gale. So I don't know how hard that would have been to uh, to, to film. Um, and what was the last thing? No, that was yeah. So okay, same <laughs> as you guys. Yeah. yeah, I noticed that too. The the wind, and I was thinking, uh, like I remember being there and and seeing that setup. And I think Al, you went up. Oh hell to, yeah! They opened that as soon as they opened that the, that door. I, wa- I went up the straight st- up, and I, I can't. Stairs, yeah. I can't really see having a conversation um, in that in that yeah. in that way with that wind. I don't think it would be audible. Yeah. I don't think. So was it windy when you guys were up there? No, no, it was I, quite nice. I feel it's, like it was windy. Uh, I don't. Well, I don't. Know. I don't remember. You guys were, were dressed in jackets. I was, I was still wearing shorts. So, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you were. <laughs> I think they changed it around. I, don't, I'm, mm-hmm. I meant to try and find some more cold opens from that tractor shed. The only mm-hmm. one I could find was Katie's Big Tarts. And Katie's I noticed tarts. that. Well, uh, the, that um, uh, the uncle, what's uh, Uncle Eddie's uncle story. Trust. Yeah. When, he, yeah, when okay. he's talking about Eddie going to the sock hop, that was, I think, in front of the tractor shed as well. I think so, yeah. <laughs> but I noticed, so Katie's Big Tarts was season 10, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and it had actually all changed up. So the tractor and the stairs were in a different location. The giant red sign that was, I noticed in my third or fourth viewing was actually in a different location. So I don't know how much they change it round per season or. Mm. I don't know. And Tobias reminds us the Easter episode. Yeah. I remember, um, uh, Squirrely Dan being very drunk sitting up front of that tractor shed. Uh, cause he, he was the first one out on the Easter egg hunt and, uh, He got to start drinking earlier than everyone else. Anyway, let's move on here to scene one. Squirrelly Dan sitting alone at the at the produce stand when Derry arrives. Squirrelly Dan asks him where he's been. Uh, Derry says nowhere. Squirrelly Dan asks him how the food is in nowhere. Derry attempts to change the subject by commenting on Squirrelly Dan's uh, Mennonite hat, calling it a good fire starter. Uh, Squirrelly Dan says you could do a lot worse. Derry asks Squirrelly Dan if he thinks uh, he could ever move out to Mennonite country. Now it's Squirrelly Dan's turn to change the subject. He asks Derry why he smells like campfire uh, smoke. Uh, Derry doesn't answer. He just asks where Wayne and Katie are. Wayne's chorn and Katie's waiting for uh, Shots in the Farms. That's an agricultural uh, magazine who are coming out to do a photo spread on the property. 
Dairy wonders what makes this farm so special. Katie interrupts. It's the oldest working farm in Letterkenny. Mike could be the oldest working farm in the country, adds Wayne. Uh, and then Katie asks the question that's on everyone's mind. I was told you were hanging with DGENs. What did you say? I said you must be mistaken. Dairy wouldn't hang out with DGENs. Yeah, the ones I was hanging out with weren't DGENs. See, Dairy wouldn't hang out with DGENs. But then they took me to a place where there were DGENs. You were hanging out with DGENs? No, the ones I was hanging out with weren't DGENs. Their friends were DGENs. Show me your friends, and I'll show you who you are. So, like, you were hanging out at the mansion? No, no, it's called the palace now. Last I heard, it was called the kingdoms. The lion's den. These are decent people. Yeah, when they're not putting out darts on dogs. They are. Yeah, when they're not getting their third DUIs. These guys are different. Yeah, when they're not grown men picking up their girlfriends from high school. Told you, the ones that I was hanging out with weren't DGENs. It was their friends that were DGENs. And what did I tell you? Derry gets his backup, tells him he's got more in common with them than he does with the Hicks. They don't make fun of how he dresses or smells, and they think he's pretty funny and cool. This gets Wayne's backup now. He asks Derry who thinks he's cool. Derry uh, answers Mick and his sister, too. Uh, Wayne stands there, arms crossed. He takes quite a, a beat before responding, uh, but then he finally responds. While you're a DJ now, Derry, why don't you run inside and farmer spit on the carpet? Wayne. Hey, they show you how to take out a dart and throw in a dip yet? Wayne. Bet you never had so much fun as putting a cat in the dryer, eh? Wayne. Wayne storms off. Scene two, Riley and Jonesy sitting at the bar at Modine's. They're trying to get Gail to have an eye on a group of girls to their, on their six o'clock, but really it's their nine o'clock. Uh, they get into an argument of, of six and nine, which inevitably turns into a conversation about 69s, uh, but they f- all finally uh, look over to a group of attractive girls at the far end of the bar. Six nines at their nine. But then Gail sees a nine at Riley and Jonesy's <laughs> actual six. Uh, they turn around excitedly to find Harley, which disappoints them. They call her a soft nine. She calls them a combined soft nine. Jonesy goes on to call her a name, but uh, she beats him to it. Is she a D-Gen? Both Riley and Jonesy think she's a little too snipey to be a D-Gen. The rest of the attractive girls join Harley. They're all proud D-Gens. Both Mickey and Derry enter the bar and call the girls to join them. The D-Gens all leave, including Derry. Riley and Jonesy sit at the bar dejected, but their pity party is interrupted by Tannis and Shania. Did Daryl just leave with a bunch of D-Gens? I don't know. Some of them seemed okay to me. Yeah, when they're not eating pizza pops with a box cutter. Uh, A couple seemed okay to me, too. Yeah, when they're not stomping their feet at birds. Kind of snipey. Yeah, when they're not hanging bedsheets over their windows. Didn't think they were snipey at all. They're fucking D-Gens, dumb shit. I'm disappointed in yous. Next scene, back at the farm, Katie's outside sitting at a picnic table waiting for the person from a shot in the farm magazine to arrive. She finally pulls up. Her name is Lily. And before you ask, yes, she too finds the name of the magazine embarrassing. Production note, Lily is played by Ella Cannon, an Australian actress from Melbourne, uh, known for Trees of Peace, Eye Zombie, and The Irrational. Uh, The two hit it off immediately when Katie compliments Lily on her remarkable tan. Lily just got back from Mexico. The two bond over their love from, of Mexico, tanning, margaritas. Katie's been thinking a lot about Mexico since she left. Lily asks her if she would ever consider moving there. Katie responds, if they were in Mexico right now, they'd be having margaritas. She offers Lily a margarita. Mar- uh, Lily enthusiastically accepts. Scene four. Stuart and Roald are dressed up in suits, sitting in armchairs, very uh, under very dramatic lighting. It turns out they're debating a right-wing intellectual on the internet, uh, but they're doing it all with... Alliterative, alliterative style. Well, where do you think morality comes from? In what context, Ben? Without a set of rules from a Judeo-Christian handbook, wouldn't we all just be out here killing and raping each other? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
When Jesus walked with Judas and the Jews, the Judeo-Jesuits judged Judy justly. It really was counterproductive to counterculture at an over-the-counter discount. But it shaped civilizations. While being a sort of Machiavellian earmarked aftermarket Marky Mark and the Marxist bunch. You can't say that the Judeo-Jesuits judged Judy. I said judged Judy justly. Don't put words in my mouth. But you can't say that without first acknowledging that Galileo was originally sponsored by the church and so was Copernicus. But ideally, that sort of ideology deters idiocy and eliminates idyllic ideas ideologically and idiosyncratically. We can't forget that Copernicus was a Capricorn and coincidentally a Cancer, can we? Uh, Confucius say, Colin Kaepernick? It's always a pleasure talking to you, gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Be well, then. Be well. The lights come on, and as Connor slams the laptop shut, Stuart seems frustrated. Has it really come to this? Have they really done everything fun there is to do while doing snooters? Have they exhausted snooters? Stuart announces that they need a Rip's revelation to reignite their love of snooters. They need to surround themselves with other lovers of snooters. They have to be snooter recruiters, tutors of snooters, snooter rebooters. Connor and Derry wonder out loud where they should go. Stuart corrects them. The party is always in their basement. Why take it elsewhere? This gets rolled very excited. Are we doing it, Stuart? Are we finally doing it, Stuart? Mm-hmm. Don't tease me, Stuart. <laughs> Don't tease me, Stuart. We're doing it, Roll. <sighs> the After Hours Club letter Kenny has never asked for, but the one she shall get. <gasps> What's our angle, Stuart? Sex sounds. Oh, so sexy. Oh, so sexual. We will have the sexiest, most sexual sexualities. And we shall... Like, like hooters? hooters? Like hooters? Precisely, Roll. Like hooters. But snooter! Next scene, Wayne is in the barn moving hay or barley uh, from one spot to another. Just then, the phone rings. It's Rosie checking in from Vancouver Island. She asks if the rumors are true that Derry is hanging out with DGens. Wayne's confident that Derry will come around. Rosie asks what's gotten into him. Wayne's told there's like a charming one. Rosie can't imagine a charming D-Gen. Wayne's also been told he's got a sister that's good looking. Uh, Rosie asks Wayne his, his opinion. He takes a beat to answer and then finally admits he can understand why others might find her good looking. Then uh, Rosie uh, gets down to why she's calling. I've missed it out here. Vancouver Island is gorgeous. Well, who doesn't love those mountains? Who doesn't love that ocean? Good place to go boating. Great place to go fishing. Great fishing out west. Would you think of moving here? Gotcha. Why would you think about moving there? I just wonder how important being the toughest guy in Letterkenny needs to be to you anymore. I've had this conversation before. It's fine if it is. I just wonder, maybe it isn't. And hey, if you came out here, you'd get to meet this shithead. Oh, who is that? Tank. Oh, he is a bull. Oh, he is such a bull. <laughs> Smash cut to Mick and the D- at the D-Gen camp, kicking away a mutt and calling it a dumb shit fuck. Uh, quite the contrast to the previous scene. Mickey is slowly showing more and more D-Gen behavior. One of the girls asked Derry how he described himself in three words, and Mick impressed with the question. Yeah, he didn't expect that coming from a dumb broad like her. Like her. Her friend and her other friend are really dumb looking too. Uh, Mickey decides to go first. The three words he described himself as would be loves to rip. He counts off each word ending in a shocker hand gesture. Uh, he takes another turn, this time with the hyphenated words. He says air bass, air drums, and air guitar. Once again, 
ending with the shocker hand gesture. It's Derry's turn. Mickey interrupts. Funny is for sure one of the words. The girls can add the girls add cute for sure. And then Jiving Pete interrupts with the third word. Degen. Isn't that right, Daryl? You're a degen now? Of course he is. But the third word is cool. My sweetie is funny, cute, and cool. Harley tells the three girls hovering around Derry to beat it and assumes her place on his lap, calling him the funniest, cutest, coolest degen there. Alistair Orson Westwood Yates challenges Derry to say it, uh, to admit that he's a degen. This leads to some prolonged uh, mangling of the English language. Then say it, Daryl. He's degen, you fucking degen. No need to beat a sleeping dog. Uh-uh. I, I think it's let sleeping dogs die, Harley. No, it isn't. She means <laughs> don't kick a dead dog while it's down. No, no, what you're trying to say is don't kick spilt milk. Oh. Well, is it that big a deal? Jesus. No need to cry over a dead horse, eh, Daryl? <laughs> say you're degen. Aren't you full of piss and giving her? Don't you got bigger fish to try? Squeaky wheel gets the worm. There ain't a snowball show and tell. You'll say it, Mick. Hey, listen, not my pig, not my business. You want to hear it straight from the horse's mouth? What horse? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Well, I ain't seen no horse. But the rat's out of the bag, Daryl. This is the lion's den. D-gens only. If you're a D-gen, say it. Hey, just say it, Daryl. Yeah, just say it. I'm a D-gen. This makes the other D-gens very happy, but it isn't enough. Driving Pete dares Derry to now say it to the camera. Derry gets pressured from Harley and Mickey. He starts off saying it sheepishly, then then prodded on. He gets louder and louder until... I'm a DJ! Even louder! I'm a DJ! Who <laughs> <laughs> you last, last, last proudest? Turns out you can lead whores to water. I know, now know why Derry likes hanging out with them, because he's truly the smartest one there. Next scene, back at the farm, Katie and Lily are sipping margaritas and checking out pictures, uh, the pictures that Lily has taken of the farmhouse um, for the magazine. Katie is a fan of her work, and Lily is a fan of Katie's margaritas. So much fun, so much a fan, in fact, that she can't drive home. She's had one too many. Uh, This is exciting to Katie. She's she's shown Lily a day at the farm, and now she gets to show her a night in the town. Uh, Katie is is taking her to Modine's. Well, they asked if uh, she'll meet any dudes down there. Katie says, sure, if uh, you're looking for a John Deere. Lily loves the sound of that. Next scene, cut back to the D-Gen's party. They're all having a great time, including Derry. Wayne is hiding in the bushes, watching Derry with Harley. Next scene, at Modine, Stuart and Roald pop up at the bar, literally. Uh, the, the, they butter Gail up with some compliments. I know I'm not the first to think it tonight, nor do I hope I'm the first to say it. You look... When I saw you across the bar, there occurred an uncharacteristic reaction in my pants. I said, what's happening to me? He didn't know what was happening I to said, him. what's this happening to me? He didn't know what was happening. <laughs> what was happening? The sight of a woman had made me excitable. A full <laughs> stimulus package. Like homo erectus. <laughs> Gail cuts to the, to the chase. What do they want? To pay their bar tabs? The skids panic, then dive into more flattery before asking Gail for permission to pass around their flyers promoting their snooters after hours club. Snooters after hours club? Very sexy, very sexual. Like hooters. But snooters. You want me to advertise my competition inside my own bar? False! We are not your competition. Quite the contrary. 
When do we open? When you close. We don't even serve booze. So we serve rips. Incorporate the name. Sorry, Stuart. Snooters. Okay. <laughs> Green light. If you pay your bar tab. How much is it? You know I don't mention it till it's over 200. 200? 200? 200 dollars? I'm not gonna get $200! Oh, dollars. man! No! Oh, man! Look what you've ruined everything! Oh, <laughs> Next scene, Wayne is having a dart outside Modine's <laughs> when his phone rings. DJ Jazzy Jeff in the first squints. Bring around the Rosie. How are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. I'm gonna bounce something off you. Bitter patter? Whenever it's time to come out here, I can't wait. I'm so excited. And now, again, it's time to come home, and I'm not excited. Ouch. Cut to the skids outside of Modine's electrical panel. Rolled hand, rolled hand Stewart wire cutters. Cut to inside the bar. Katie and Gail are talking when suddenly the power cuts out in the bar. Bad night to lose AC. It's about to get dank in there. How unfortunate. How unfortunate. How unfortunate. How unfortunate. How unfortunate. How Unfortunate. But you are in luck. <laughs> Letter Kenny's first and only, only after hours club is now open. After hours? Yeah, it's like Hooters. But Snooters. Snooters. 407 Bird's Eye Maple Lane. Come one, come all. What's on the menu? Bro dude, water and wraps. Incorporate the names. <laughs> Cut, cut back to Wayne. Out, <laughs> cut back to Wayne outside. His call with Rosie ends. It doesn't sound like it ended well. Uh, Wayne just stands there blinking. Suddenly, a voice calls out, "John Deere." It's Lily. She's looking at Wayne thirstily. Katie comes out of the bar too. They're they're out of there. It's starting to smell like dudes in there. Lily's disappointed. Katie says, "Not to worry. They're going to an after hours club." Wayne's confused. Katie introduces her brother to Lily. Lily continues to undress Wayne with her eyes. Katie asks if Wayne's hammered. He isn't. Good. Because he's driving. Next scene, final scene, cut to the skids basement. The after hours club is in full swing, set to the song Fuck My Nose Up by the by Hudes. A bunch of bikini clad women are dancing. It's dark and smoky. Stuart and Rold sit on their throne like armchairs in, uh, in their suits. Con and Dar- Connor and Darian bring each a platter filled with snooter, and we fade to black. All right. Yeah, it's the episode. Like a lot of scenes. Is that just a lot of cuts between? Yeah, there's a lot of quick cuts. A lot of really quick cuts. Because um, uh, as far as length goes, it's a very normal, regular episode, around 23 minutes. So not too bad. Um, okay, so I get, I'm up first with this one. And uh, yes, it's a very regular episode. It's uh, it's one of these. I, I feel like it's a, a transition episode. I think it's. It's moving the story forward, but it really didn't have a lot of standout moments in it that would make me, uh, you know, say that this is an outstanding episode in any way. Uh, it was it was amusing. Um, I loved the mangling of the English language at uh, with, by the Dgens. I thought that was a lot of fun. Like every one of those saying proverbs or whatever, yeah, yeah proverbs, proverbs were were just wrong enough to be to <laughs> to be very wrong. Uh, like you just want, you want to use them though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of good ones in there. Uh, And like I said earlier, uh, I feel like that's why Derry likes being there because he actually feels smart in that group of people. Whereas in, in in the Hicks group, he's the dumb one in this group. He's the one using the proverb proverbs properly, leading a horse to water and all that stuff. Um, Yeah. The, the skids were, were fun again in in this one. Um, 
And uh, I, I liked uh, meeting Lily. I thought she was uh, an interesting character to throw in there and um, looked like that might, that might be a possible like love interest for Katie. But then she turns around and, and starts eyeing um, weighing up and down. So that'll be interesting to see what comes of that. But um, yeah, overall kind of just a mediocre episode because I think it's just like a transition episode. I think it was just there to move the story along. Um, this episode took me on a roller coaster. really. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a lot of emotion, um, you know, seeing Derry coming to the produce stand, uh, we haven't seen him there, uh, in a couple of episodes. Um, so it was like exciting. It's like, okay, here he is. He's, he's Mm -hmm. back. Um, this is all right. Everything's going to be okay. And you know, the ping pong conversation between him and squirrely Dan, And then that intensity of Katie and Wayne coming into that conversation and then calling it out. It was like the elephant in the room that he's been hanging out with the DGENs and um, watching that kind of, uh, you know, facial expression on Wayne um, and then flashing over to Derry and, um, you know, that friendship being strange now Mm -hmm. um, and, and how they feel about the DGENs. And Derry kind of um, saying they're not all bad, um, you know. It, it, that it, it was a it was a challenging scene to to watch because like in one part, you know, you're excited that Derry's there, and then seeing that you know it's it's not over. Um, but yeah, there was a a lot of things going on. I did like what Wayne uh, had said. Um, you know, you are you a DJ now? Um, Any reference? Grow men picking up their girlfriends from high school. <laughs> I had a flashback to a girl that um, was in high school and getting picked up by a grown ass man, and the ick on that was so like I remember being young and feeling that ick and i loved that he called that one out because that is such a degen move and grown men should really know better ick um but yeah we had a lot of people in this um in this episode too tannis was there um sitting yeah, at the I table almost forgot about tannis and shania like it was such a quick scene tannis shania uh riley jonesy gail um um you know that whole which six, which nine, and you knew that the dum-dums didn't know. Um, but, yeah, um, the new introduction of Lily um, and Katie and talking about Mexico, and and that's what I had tonight. I couldn't remember. It was a mango margarita, so I was channeling this episode not even realizing that I went to a Mexican place and having margaritas myself. Um, but you would never move to Mexico. Oh, God, no. It would kill me. It would kill me. <laughs> Why? Uh, Mexico hates me. We've had this conversation. Yeah. Well, we're going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, no, I, I always go to the hospital after going, coming, uh, yeah. coming back from Mexico. I, I don't do well. And, and it tries to take my insides out and I want them to stay in. Anyways. <laughs> so, so. That's fair. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I've been twice. Um, it's not a, it's not a, a Mexico thing. It's a me thing. So I'm just going to take myself out of that equation. Um, uh, Stuart ruled, um, that whole weird thing of them being on the computer and having an intellectual conversation while on snooters, um, 
weird. Like what was happening? I, I the the chairs, the the mm. hands pressed together, having kind of that alphabetic aerobics on just certain words or certain letters. I don't know what was happening. Yeah, they were doing a lot of alliteration during that. Yeah, uh, it was I, it was a well written scene, but uh, yeah, it was it kind was, of out of place. It was but uh, well written, yeah, yeah. But I didn't quite get what was happening. Uh, but you know, uh, plywood and. Um, Darian. Uh, Darian having lines again, yeah. which was, uh, oh, it's always nice to, to hear. Ironically, on an episode about doing lines. Anyway, <laughs> move on. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Wayne and Rosie, that whole thing happening, um, that conversation getting stranger and stranger. I do have to call out the first conversation uh, when Rosie is in the truck and the dog is at the is is behind her and she introduces Wayne to the dog and his reaction, oh my god, it was the best. I really loved how he pitched his voice and the excitement that we got from him cuz Wayne doesn't usually change his monotone. It's usually like one Wayne that we get. And unless the dog's involved. Unless then, the dog's involved. And then you get excited, Wayne. And that was Rosie's only hope to convince him to move to Vancouver. Yeah, that was too. her kind of dangling that carrot, right? Like, look at this little, this big guy. Um, the whole thing with the D-Gens and Derry and sitting there and the girls. And, oh, my God, I just wanted to punch Mick. Um, um, but I did find it interesting. Like, the whole don't kick spilt milk, like how difficult would those lines have been to say? To say wrong? To say purpose. so wrong. Like I I can see, I, I would have been tripping over them and I'm dyslexic. So that would have been, <laughs> it would have been, it should be easy. Um, uh, Lily's um, staying on the farm, the G-Gen party. That was an interesting turn of events. Wayne and Rosie having that second call and her saying she doesn't, Enjoy, she's not looking forward to coming home, which, uh, ouch. Um, and then Lily brushing into Wayne mm-hmm. and, and doing the whole flirt walk past. Um, and you know, that was just like, what's happening? Like, she's wait a second. but wait a second. Like the, 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 the iron's not even cold yet. She doesn't know he's involved. I she's just, taking like, her shot. What is happening? Yeah, Wayne, like, Wayne's happy to beat a guy up for doing the same thing to Rosie in episode one. Fair exactly. Jazz gets oh. it. Jazz gets oh, it. Is that what you're going yeah, for? Yeah, okay. like she, yeah. Anyways, you're saying Lily's a degen? I don't know. She's not a degen. It's just Wayne. It's it's different. It's like the, go- the what's good for the goose isn't good for the gander mm. sort of thing. Or however the degens would say that. <laughs> Um, anyways, yeah, it was, it was a lot, it was a full episode and, um, it didn't really leave me feeling in, in a good way. Cause Wayne and Rosie and then Lily's coming in and then D- Derry's like yelling into the camera that he's a full out DJ. There's a lot of illusion in a lot these, pa- these first three episodes to people moving on and leaving. We have Katie talking, thinking about Mexico a lot. We have Squirrely Dan thinking about, you know, leaving for the Mennonites a lot. We have Derry leaving for the D-Gens. You don't like change. Uh, right? Like I know, but I think it's it's like they're setting something nope. up, right? It's the last season. Ow! Matt, what do you think? Um, yeah, I'm I'm torn on this one. I, I like your description of a transition episode. Mm-hmm. I think that's accurate. There's a lot going on. Um, I'll quickly call it a few, to me, highlights uh, where I just kind of laughed and I thought were great. So one... 
the 69 banter between <laughs> Riley Jonesy and yeah. Gale yeah. killed me. Yeah. I that just the how they pulled that off, the timing on the three of them and their genuine confusion of <laughs> where was six, where mm-hmm. I, I absolutely loved that moment. I mean, it was a quick moment for those guys, but that one that one hit hard really well with me and, and when, I when gail that. said she always she's almost brought on on manslaughter charges for being the top of a 69 and, and <laughs> it was funny. it was just such a great a great little uh yeah. moment there um the the all the hits at the dgens really mm-hmm. made me laugh like the one that caught me was the uh eating your pizza pops with a box cutter mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah, i fucking yeah. love i love that line <laughs> there was just some really good like Writing wise, this episode I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. The banter was really good. They, like you've talked about those sort of idioms or the proverbs or proverbs, whatever mm-hmm. they were. Yeah, it's really smart. Um, I agree. The the scene with with uh, Stuart and Rold uh, talking the computer screen that went way over my head. Um, but I can appreciate lyrically what they did there, how they brought that together. It sounded really good, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. Um. But all that to say, so yes, there were some funny moments, some entertaining moments. But what I did appreciate this episode was really pushing story forward, mm-hmm. um, which I think they've had challenges on Letterkenny specifically in the past. I know, Victor, you're shaking your head. It's okay to be wrong. Um, <laughs> but there, there's a couple key things. So Derry alone, whether you like that line or not, I think they're doing a really good job of creating divides in their group, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you mentioned some of them. Uh, you know, they never had controversy amongst themselves. And we're really seeing that here. And I think I feel for Derry. I'm not he he's maybe he's a DJ. Maybe that's how it's gonna end, but he's confused. He's not gotten the love from his peeps. Mm-hmm. He's getting love somewhere else. And he's probably having this sense of feeling liberated in these moments. Even if he is in a DJ setting. So it's a hard one to watch because yep. he's, he's having this really weird reality check of is this really what I am? Mm-hmm. Because this feels good. Yeah. And what do I do next? So I actually really like how they're playing this one out and his divide with Wayne, especially how Wayne's getting angry at it. He's, and not he's sure hurt. How to deal Wayne's with hurt. Yeah. I, I love the way he lashed out in that one scene where he's like, well, yeah. Derek, you're a DJ now. And, and both Squirrely Dan and Katie are trying to say, Wayne, calm down. You're going to say something yeah. you're going to regret later. Uh, but he's, he's saying that out of yeah. hurt. And he, he's this hurt. is his oldest friend, right? Yeah. He's like, I yeah. don't know what to read. And, and, Wayne himself is a complicated dude, even though he may yeah. seem so. He, he, we can't figure him out. So I think he's just as confused by all this. So I actually really like that storyline. Mm-hmm, um, and then, of course, Wayne as well, Wayne and Rosie. I think they're doing a really good job of building up that and whatever's happening there. Those interactions are really um, emotional. And they're, yeah. and they're really bringing you into that while throwing in those subtle hits like, oh, he's a good boy or look at that yeah. boy. Like, I, I love it. I think those inter- interactions are absolutely brilliant. Um so they, they've let they've they've hinted at everyone having their own like you called it out moment the reason to leave Letter County or the yep. reason for something some change that so they've never had change. So yeah. I like the idea of calling it a transition episode. Uh, was it the funniest episode I've seen? No, by no means. Did I think there were some really smart things they did in this episode? Hundred percent. I mm-hmm. really like the story dynamic that's being created here. Mm-hmm. Just want to give a shout out really quickly to Cassie uh, that. The scene with the DJs are mangling all the this the phrases. She's she calls it idiot uh, idiots, what is it? idioms by idiots. Yes, <laughs> which I think is pretty pretty funny. Victor, yeah, you guys have all been really kind in your descriptions. So Do you far. want to describe your background, Victor? <laughs> uh, my background is a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I don't know, like, I, you know, I, I was trying really, really hard to find something redeeming, something that I liked about this episode. Uh, and, you know, I really have to just like, you know, it's like things like, oh, yeah, Lily was all right. I guess she, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, she seemed like a nice person. Katie was a really good, gracious host. <laughs> right. You know, things like that. Um, I just there's just so many things that I don't like about this. First of all, there wasn't anything. It wasn't a good episode. It was I, I think it's really unfair to the Letterkenny fans to call this like a regular uh episode because i think it was lower than that um i i just there wasn't anything really done well about it like the cult so first of all the writing was always as always it is it's it was excellent Mm -hmm. so it's not really about that but in the world of the of the universe that we're talking about the cold open was just okay um and and then all the storylines that we kind of ran through None of them really stood out. None of them really hit, except kind of leave a bad taste in your mouth. And this is, I never really liked the Letterkenny episodes that leave a bad taste in your mouth. And so let's talk about the DGENs, right? So first of all, uh, Mickey and Harley, they show up out of nowhere. Well, Mickey shows up out of nowhere and recruits Derry. Like, Mm -hmm. why is he recruiting them? Like, why does he even care about Derry? Like, why did he show up? Why did he put him up on, you know... Uh, on on uh, the uh, uh, comedy night or whatever the heck it was called. Yeah. Like where where did he come from and why was he? Why did he want to recruit uh, Derry into their group? It doesn't make any sense. Like there's no backstory to that. Maybe and there I'm isn't told, one. Maybe he's just a new guy in no, town but, and, no, and Derry. But he's a appeals he's to a DJ. So like, what is he mm-hmm. up to? What's what's you know what's the what's he trying to get out of this? So you're thinking you're well, maybe he's just, but too he's, much he's a DJ, but, but he's no, new but, to the, he's new to the group, right? He's sure, visiting, but, so maybe. But, but it it makes you the way the way they did the episode and the way that everybody found him found him to be suspicious. It would have you would have thought that it's leading up to something that it's it's some sort of a Ponzi scheme. Mm. They're going to trick them, and maybe that's still going to happen, right? But but then but then then it's like the next episode. It's like no, now they're doubling down. Not only is Mickey a cool dude, now he's got his sister involved, and now she's like saying all these good things about Derry, and now they're hanging out, and she brought him to the group, and maybe these guys aren't so bad. And then you come to this episode where. The part that I you lost, I totally lost the DGENs, and I said, you know what? No, these guys are are the lowest of the low mm-hmm. because you know for Tanya, her triggering thing was with um you, you know the 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 uh picking up pick you know what's the, what do they call it coming and picking up the underage student at the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was about the dot the darts, right? So uh, um, where Wayne is talking about you know saying oh they put out darts on dogs and. Uh, um, yeah, uh, but you know what? Cats, uh, putting cats in dryers, and then you go to the scene of him of Mick being cruel to that dog. Yeah. And as soon as you do that, it's like you know what? Fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm, that, no nothing. one's no one's defending. DJs yeah, no one's here. defending DJs. Just no. Sure. It's not that they're defending them. It's the fact that Mickey and Harley show up, and it's like, oh, maybe they're not so bad. And you know, uh, and and you know, Derry's now hanging out with them, and it's like, no, they are pieces of shit. And they agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't, and but there's there's no commitments here. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just well, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, you don't know what's happening. This is building, know, right? This is I know. So, I'm I'm losing I'm losing hope. I'm losing hope about all right, okay. this. Okay, what's your biggest worry? Yeah, 
I mean, uh, if, my biggest worry is they're they're gonna kind of let them off the hook. I I don't know. Like I I just don't I don't get I don't get like what the backstory of let who or let that yeah, when when is Letter Kenny ever let let the the Dgens off the hook? The Dgens have always gotten their comeuppance. Well, always. we'll see. We'll, always. we'll see. I I just don't that whole storyline. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not jiving with it yet mm-hmm. because I don't know where they're going. Uh, and I don't like it. I don't like the as soon as as soon as you're hurting animals, I'm out. Is all Agreed. I'm saying. I think right? I think we hard, all agree. Hard agree. There's a special place in hell for for people like that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and and just well, like again, no one uh, here is defending the Dgens. The reality is, Derry's trying to understand his own acceptance because even when that happened, he was there. Did he defend it? Did he say, "Whoa, no"? You know, he he's in a weird spot right now. They are pieces of shit. No one's going to argue that, mm-hmm. but he's lost and trying to figure out is this place that he belongs mm-hmm. i don't think yeah, it's anything sure. to do with the djs it's a dairy story and where the hell did that soccer team of, of uh hot sniper djn girls come from <laughs> like where the fuck was that all about well again i think they're looking there's got to be a reason for dairy to question what what group he belongs in and and there's got to be enough in the DGen world that would be appealing to Derry, right? Not just yeah. his acceptance, well, but Derry also and, and, and Riley and Jonesy and anybody else that was, well, the, 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 the women are appealing to Riley and Jonesy for sure. <laughs> You're also and, basing and, on the assumption there's only good looking girls in non DGen community. Yeah. That's not true at all. Yeah. They oh, can well, still, their, their moralities and, and, and how they treat life and, and mm-hmm. approach things. It looks have nothing to do with it. They just put it there as a distraction, but that's, it just, that's it just, it's just funny that they just showed up on a, where, where have they been? have been hiding all this time <laughs> they were just, in uh, donegal fair enough. they were in donegal yeah it's it's pretty funny anyway like so because uh, the other storylines weren't really significant so, uh, you can say wayne and rosie is a significant storyline but that was just a phone conversation or two phone conversations but again it's, so lead, it's, it's like, setting something up it's leading to something yeah yeah, yeah but it's like whatever so victor uh, do it, you want story or do you and, not right and, like and, and then and that's and then the skids like it just, you know, they they cut the power so people will he come wants to their stupid, season three is what he wants to their to their 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 you know they cut the power so they come to their after after hours party but that doesn't make sense because apparently I don't think I think they're the only ones that that uh, do drugs right because they're always because the Hicks always make fun of them for doing drugs mm-hmm. and now they're Katie's going to go to that pub after hours they're not serving alcohol so there's the whole She's thing going is to just dance. off. The whole thing is off to me. Like it's just, it's just off. Mm-hmm. It's just off. Okay. I, I couldn't find anything redeeming in this one. All right, fine. Okay. Je- uh, Jez, what do you think? Save <laughs> us. I, <laughs> I think it's really good that I've come in after that um, spiel from from Victor because I, and hear me out before I finish this. I agree with a lot of the items that he actually said, mm-hmm. but I think that's a positive. Right. I think. And, and my word of the day, if we're doing a Sesame Street thing, is juxtapose. Mm-hmm. And so coming in after Victor, I think it was great how they had some really uncomfortable situations. I think, Tan, you mentioned it at the start in terms of that. Uh, it, it felt to me like family fighting. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, you're in the skids basement where they're wearing four-piece colourful suits out of the Matrix, right. alliterating with a <laughs> right-wing whatever and then you're back to the rosy kind of stuff so it it builds a lot more story in this episode than almost any other story that i've had i've well yeah that i think out of letter kenny it's almost like they've taken some of the shawzy stuff in terms of trying to build that story up yeah is it going to get there in one episode no but i don't know it, it makes you feel uncomfortable as i kind of mentioned because of the the, the conflict and the tension but I think that's a, a good thing. And 
I was genuinely worried for the the group when um, Katie and um, Wayne were almost pairing up, and I noticed how kind of squarely Dan was in there um, trying to mediate and mm-hmm. be kind of on both sides, keep everyone together. Mm-hmm. Um, I was genuinely feeling un- uncomfortable, but I think that's such a a positive out of the show that you can feel the feels for for this and then have something as stupid as the the six nine jokes and the alliteration from yeah. the the dgens which i kind of all thought was funny so i mean my biggest takeaway was as i mentioned again i'm getting paid by using the word juxtaposition but the <laughs> talking about the the dog when uh, rosie's got the the camera on and then the i think you called it a smash cut to the dog getting treated completely differently it's just you go from oh this is comfortable this is the way that maybe even has emotions based on this dog mm-hmm. into what is this doing with an animal that he deserves to have his balls ripped off and so it's it's kind of going from a like hot spa into a to an ice bath kind of shock your system kind of thing mm-hmm. but then there was enough of the comedy bits that were standalone that that kind of kept it kept it going so the release from the conflict um other points kind of i love the, the cinematography in terms of this I'm surprised that you didn't raise this kind of map but maybe it's something that's been happening already in the season but just some of the shots around the produce stand some of the shots in the the basement there just seems to be a lot more kind oh, of entering the basement yeah that was kind of a neat little uh, uh i don't know what you call it a dolly or whatever going in um uh, or steady cam probably because uh mm. yeah it was really cool the way uh, they did that yeah there's a few and the tracking shot the, tr- yeah and the the one around the produce stand is generally much slower like almost imperceptible but in the in, mm. in the case of this episode you're right it was a little quicker uh like uh, almost like a full rotation of, or 180 degree rotation of, of the produce stand around. yeah yeah I thought that was really good. Um, and then, yeah, I think most people have kind of mentioned a lot of the other small items in terms of um, uh, uh, what else I forgot. So the, uh, I think Tannis popping up was really good, almost mm-hmm. acted as that voice of, of reason. And because I think I do agree with you with this, Victor, that where is all these snipers coming from that are, that are DJs? And I get that it's a story and I get that, you know, there's um, devices they kind of use, but I can't kind of draw... That, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot of snipers. <laughs> and, and six nines. But, but then Tannis kind of came in and went, doesn't matter. They're DGENs. Yeah. And kind of get back to the story. And then it kind of links back. So was it the cleanest of move? No, but I think it was better than if they hadn't had Tannis come in and explain that. I think probably the only other thing that, the two kind of minor points that did get on the nose a bit was. Katie going fairly hard in that first scene. So, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you who are. And again, I'm not trying to defend DGENs in any mm-hmm. way, shape or form. And, but what was season three when she was with Shep and Kingsley? And I get that there was other benefits of, of that kind of thing, but it just seemed a bit of a, but those a two fat fucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, uh, when, like, how does Mick have so much power? That, that what I, don't get and maybe that's why Derry's out. I mean, he loves the the snipers, but mm-hmm. all of a sudden having three of them sit on the chair and Mick having three of them sit on the chair when he's obviously an idiot and treats them with no respect whatsoever. Right. Yeah. So maybe it's a it's a power thing as well as being the smartest guy in the class and mm-hmm. all the rest of it. So 
Um, yeah, that's probably the bits I wanted to raise. So the folks in the live stream, they're playing the Pee Wee Herman thing where every time you say just juxtapose, they're screaming uh, like they would on Pee Wee Herman, just so you know. Um, <laughs> so we're going to move on juxtapose. to ratings. Yeah, we're going to move on to ratings now. Luckily, we can't hear them. Um, so I think, I mean, look, uh, this one here, I'm I'm going to look at it in terms of what's the, what the intention is. And if you want story, you're going to have to have episodes like this where the story gets moved along. It might not necessarily be the most exciting or the most whatever are the funniest, but things needed to happen. And what I love about this, because it is the last season is they're setting up each main character, giving them a reason why they might want to leave. Right. And I know uh, awesome had a lot to say about this. And, uh, and when she was on about, we don't need to threaten people leaving to make this a, a, a satisfying ending. Right. Yeah. But we don't know what's going to happen, but I think teasing, you know, giving people reasons where they, that they might need to move on from letter Kenny. I think it's a fair thing to do and because it'll, it adds to the drama of the whole thing. Right. We're, we're look, we're sad that it's over and they're playing on our emotions and uh, we're, we'll see where this heads. But anyway, I'm really enjoying that. You know, Katie's thinking about Mexico uh, Squirrely Dan's thinking about being a Mennonite. Derry's thinking about being a D-Gen. Rosie's thinking about staying in Vancouver. I mean, these are all setting up for something, right? And uh, and I think this episode here. Oh, and and the 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 skids are questioning whether they need to to be doing as much coke. Uh, you know, they're they're questioning their whole snooter thing. So, um, so there's a lot happening in this episode that I really appreciate. And I will say this, I've said this before, a clearance is not a bad rating. A clearance just means it was good. There was just nothing outstanding there to push it into a fresh. So that's what I'm giving this one. I'm giving it a clearance. Pena? <laughs> Are you um, crying or? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm having a moment. Can oh. you do that? Sorry. Oh. Uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really okay this is this so, is uh award-winning podcasting so you know now. how um uh, sorry about <laughs> that you know how tanya says you know mexico and her don't feel don't agree with each other yeah oh <laughs> well it, it seems like canadian mexican might have the same effect so uh she said uh in case in case she doesn't make it back her vote is clearance <laughs> 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 at least i'm glad it's just that i was watching it for a minute i'm like is she okay over there <laughs> <laughs> going through some clearance right now sipping. she's like something, something's bad something bad is going to happen i feel like i'm going to throw up trying to keep things down <laughs> feels too like much like she, mexico i like so that she a, wrote you some notes well she said it was an authentic restaurant and well this speaks to its authenticity <laughs> anyway so hopefully she'll come back <laughs> this reminds me i think of the flashback and again this whole season has a bunch of flashbacks to previous letter candy episodes this is a flashback to when Matt left us halfway through an episode. Yeah, yeah, that was a rough one. I think I messaged I won't be back from the bathroom. Yeah. So uh, Tanya's this giving... This is real life, guys. This is how it happened. This one, Tanya's giving this one a clearance. Oh, fuck. Uh, Matt, oh, you're ready. Okay. So, I don't know. I came in this one. This one's strange. Um, I'm giving it a, and I know it's like fucking fanboying, blah, blah, blah. I'm giving this one, it's not a high, fresh, but it's a fresh. 
Because wow. I enjoy the story arc. Mm-hmm. I really... Me too. Me too. I really like what they're doing with all the characters. I like that we're getting some controversy amongst the group. Um, and I think they're telling it well. There's, are they perfect? No. Like, they're, they're definitely... This was not a perfect episode, but I watched it three times, and each time enjoyed it just as much as the last. I'm mm-hmm. like, there's... There really is something about this because, I mean, if you if you look at my my movie watching, my show watching, I like myself a good drama as much as I love a comedy, right? Yeah. Um, and this one, like I said, not the funniest episode, but I like the story, I like the drama. I I, I was feeling things as I watched mm-hmm. a lot of these scenes, and that's what you want in uh, when you're watching things. You want to yeah. feel something, so it gets a clearance. Or sorry, a fresh for me. Okay, I go with his first uh, rating, please. <laughs> Victor, what do you give this? <laughs> Uh, this was a, a very quick and easy compost for me at uh, at I the end of the episode. You're giving it a compost, uh, yeah. and and you know what? Like I I I've been really good. I haven't uh, given. Uh, I can't remember last time I came in with a compost for any uh, episode of Letterkenny. Are we supposed to thank you for that? I mean, Victor, yeah. come on. Do you? I'm want, just enjoying the season. Do you want story or not? Like this is giving I, you story. I, you don't have to, yeah, you can you can tell. Us, come on, you're you're you guys are really pulling at strings. No, not at with, all. Try, yeah, you're saying, oh, no. you know, you're talking about the season and the story. Just, just like I'm talking about the episode, okay? Yeah. And just so bookend it, bookend it with the cold open and and the end. And the end was like the worst ever. Like they're ending with everybody going to the after party. It's like the stupidest after yeah. party ever that none of you would go to, <laughs> uh, and 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 nobody in Letterkenny would go to except for the uh, 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 skids. So I mean it's like it ends it's it ends as like oh okay they're now at the in the basement at the after party who cares they're like none of them yeah. are going to be doing this but none of us really focused on that i'm talking about everything else and we mm-hmm. talk about the story arcs like we we that's the reason i, I love shores I, that's the reason i love shoresy so much is because there's real stories and we've talked about that in past seasons of letter ken i can't remember it was like somewhere in the middle like seasons eight nine or seven eight nine they really yeah. started to try to tell stories and yeah. i don't think it hit very well at all I remember saying, here they go. They're getting away from their sort of skit or sketch level. Every mm, independent episode stands. Yeah, minettes yeah, or whatever you want to call them. Um, and they try to tell a story. And I didn't think it hit very well. This one, I think they're doing a really good job in season 12. That's mm. why I'm giving it the ratings I'm giving. Because I'm enjoying, I want to see where this is going. And I haven't watched ahead. I, I'm following along so far. Yeah. And I'm excited to see how it ends. Hey, listen, you know, last episode was a fresh. We all loved it. And yep. this this episode was on a different level. Like, you know, uh, and you know, you're being a fanboy with it. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, so far we've got two clearances and a compost. And, you you know, you came in with it. You're trying to balance things out. That's cool. And I'm pr- balanced, bud. Yeah. But that's the, that's my rating. And, and you're trying uh, to throw a hippo on the other end of this scale little. there with your with your compost, Victor. Jazz, <laughs> what, what, what do you give this one? Uh. I coming out, I think it's fresh. I think the story has enough to to carry it through, and I'm usually as I'm listening to you guys and am agreeing with with Al that you know a clearance is is not a bad episode, mm-hmm. and there should be more clearances and even more composts given. Yeah. but I don't think this is the episode for that. This had a lot of story which isn't the normal um for a letter episode it made as I mentioned, people feel uncomfortable and, and having that fighting and, and the issues in there, which mm-hmm. is is not the norm, but it's setting up for a lot of kind of items. And the way that they did it, as I kind of mentioned, juxtaposed, if I can make anyone scream again, <laughs> it went from the fairly heavy story to mm-hmm. 
some of the lighter stuff. Yes, they've done funnier things. Yes, the cold open wasn't the best, but as an overall episode, I enjoyed it. I would rewatch it. I would show it to friends. Um, and yeah, just thought how they did the craft of, of acting, writing, it all kind of came into play. A lot of the stuff, the emotions from uh, Wayne and, and just everybody played their role. Yeah. So even the bits of Gail and, and um, Riley and Jonesy when, you know, did you see that one that had her pants up her snapper and they just the synchronized <laughs> nod, just all added the one percenters that I call them and, and yeah. that with the story, man's with the fresh. Okay. Tobias here says Victor wants a noogie next time. Headlock isn't enough from, from, <laughs> from Jared. Uh, and, and uh, Jez, you got them to scream again. So there you go. Uh, all right, let's move on to MVPs and it's back up to me. And I haven't even thought about, let's see. Um, oh man. Are you reading your script or Tanya's script? No, no. I mean, t- Tanya is easy, but this one here, I mean, it's there's so because there's like four different storylines here, and and it doesn't spend too much time on any one story. I mean, um, the standouts are are like the six the sixty nine thing with Riley, Jonesy, and Gale. Um, I like uh, other than that obscure thing with the skids with the the. Um, debating the the right winger online although i loved the writing in that like the alliteration in that was so much fun um so the skids are are, are runners up uh maybe i give this one i got I, maybe i give this one to to Derry um because he's um he's being he's being lured over to the dark side and he's playing that role really well cuz he's seeing he's seeing his value in that other group and he's being confrontational with Wayne and stuff. So I think I'm going to give my MVP to, to Derry in this one. I think uh, that storyline, I'm, I'm enjoying that storyline. Again, this is our first time seeing any kind of tension with this, the Hicks. And uh, um, I, uh, there was a whole, there was a whole season with Wayne going through that depression phase. Yeah, but there, there's That's, no tension there. He was just hiding out and they were trying to get him out of it. Right. Yeah, like, they were trying right. to help he's him. Upset. Yeah. Uh, Tanya's. Uh, <laughs> Oh no. Tanya's MVP. <laughs> She's giving it to the margaritas <laughs> in the episode. So this is a Victor MVP. Um, and it, it could also be the reason she's in the bathroom right now. Feels so. a little timely because yeah, she's, you know, yeah. gone and <laughs> so she's yeah. giving it to the margaritas. Um Matt, who's what's your MVP? Or who? so I'm giving my my honorable mention to Derry. I think you're spot on. I think he really is stellar. Um, the person I'm giving my MVP to actually in this one is rolled. Um, all of his bits, his physical humor, like his delivery of his lines, they just, they, they just slayed. So like an example, like when they were doing the, um, when they found about the, the bar tab mm-hmm. and the $200 <laughs> yes. and they start screaming yeah. his delivery of his yeah. reaction to that just absolutely killed me so every time he came on screen mm-hmm. um he was so over the top but in such an amazing playful way mm-hmm. um he was so memorable for me in this episode so i i'm gonna call out rolled even though his part was not a main line a- at all um it was it was it's, it stood out to me so it's rolled yeah i gave it to the hick the skids last time and uh, this time again I, I really enjoyed their their role but uh rolled is is a standout in this one Victor, who do you give the MVP to? Oh my God! Uh, you know, the more you guys, the more you guys talk talk up this episode, the more ridiculous it gets. Oh. Um, so, I guess my 
struggled with this one a bit. My runner up would be Lily, I guess, just because, you know, she's well, it's a kind person. Of, so that's, that's a yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, and that's fine. I've, I've nominated people before. Um, but I, I, um, so she, some have been unborn know, though, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, there's a new Canadian show with, uh, the, the fetus lady. Um, yeah. Um, uh, was, but it's not great. I've watched the first couple episodes and I'm not impressed. The matchmaker, um, by the way, the fetus lady. The, the fetus lady. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Victor. Fucking guy. <laughs> okay. You got it. Um, you gave one runner up. Go. <laughs> yeah. So runner up. So Lily, you know, mm-hmm. she's kind of the mild mannered reporter and mm-hmm. whatnot. I, and she's really cute. And, uh, and, but I, you know, but she took her shot with, with Wayne. So I, you know, you gotta, you gotta, gotta commend that. Um, but, I don't know. I I really dislike this episode. Uh, I didn't find anything great about it. So for me, the MVP are the credits. <laughs> Fuck. I think somebody actually <laughs> said. Yeah, Jeff oh, had Jeff, that. Oh my god. Jeff, Jeff had that. Oh, Jeff, Victor's Jesus. MVP. The end credits. Oh god. Give that man a game stick. <laughs> Have you pulled that one out before, Victor? Is it no. Ever got it? <laughs> nah, no. No, I've he, never had well, that. Uh, he pulled a. Uh, I forget. Anyway. Um. All right, Jazz. Who's your MVP? Uh. <laughs> I think going honorable mentions or runner-up seeing as everyone else has done it, probably going to Wayne. I thought his emotive play in a lot of it yeah. was really, really good. And this is probably more actually to Jared than than mm-hmm. it is to, to Wayne in terms of how well he conveyed those various bits and pieces and the, well, more the emotions because mm-hmm. we know he doesn't have a huge, the character doesn't have a huge range of that. Um, but kind of continuing with the, the theme of what I was saying before, and no, I'm not going to say the J word again, but <laughs> MVP goes to the skids. Um, okay. I think particularly there's a few elements where they come in after some hard hitting kind of uh, story elements, like when they did come in on the suits, I, I wrote down that when I first watched them in those ridiculously over the top suits, mm. it was like the skids on speed on speed. And <laughs> that just kind of took you out of, from where you were before mm. um and then at the both the bar tab scene and then afterwards after they turned the power off and rolled just popping up and blowing out the candle in the in the way <laughs> that only evan stern yeah can there was there was those kind of moments that that made you smile and kind of brought it back so uh mvp is the skits all right sweet all right i'm gonna just move on i've got a few listener comments to go through here we have one here Lo- i love both Letter Kenny Sudbury universe and this podcast is as essential to me as watching the episodes. Keep up the great work. And that's from our buddy PJ McCarthy. He also had some strong words about uh, episode one of this season, who he thought he said was like his least favorite episode of Letter Kenny ever. Uh, yeah. the, of the laughter. I'd Kenny. love to hear his review of this episode. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. I don't think he's gotten to this one yet. But um, we also have here if you're a f- friend or follower of mine, love Letter Kenny, Shorzy, or the Kisoverse. I don't know about that. And aren't aware of how freaking cool the produce stand is. Well, it, here's your introduction to them. Your mom says it's okay to play with them. And that's from our buddy Smitty on, on Twitter. Um, the folks over at Produce Stand Pod. Uh, gave me a little shout out near the end of this episode of last week's episode. And I'm not ashamed to admit I fangirled over it as always a great recap of the show. That's from adult pixie. And uh, Hey guys, I think you should do an entire episode on how awesome Terry Ryan is. Talk about an amazing birthday. So proud of our boy. He's a true class act. Um, 
And that's from our buddy Don. And what he's referring to is, and this is the new segment that I forgot to read, at 47 years old, minor league legend Terry Ryan makes his debut for the Newfoundland Growlers a couple of days ago. Uh, the team was riddled with uh, illness and injury, so he took the call. Not only did he play in the game, I believe it was a playoff tone. game, he set the tone. He actually got into a fight. <laughs> 47 <laughs> years old, picking a fight. Um, uh, and it he was didn't on. Win, but he fought. Yeah, they didn't win. I think they lost six two, but he fought, and uh, it was on his birthday. Kudos to Terry. He did it. Um, and and I mean, you know, I'm I'm only a year older than he is, and there's no way in hell I'd get on the ice. So <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Kudos to to Terry for that, and thank you all for your um, uh, your uh, comments. And uh, now it's time just for final comments, and I'm up. Jez, I hope you had a great time. You did a great job, bud. Uh, a lot of great insight, and um, I'm glad. To, I mean, I'm sorry if uh, <laughs> you didn't get a unicorn episode, but um, I hope you had fun, and we loved having you and meeting you and getting to know you. So thank you for coming out. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next. Uh, we're halfway through this season, guys, <laughs> so uh, it's only going to get um, you know sadder from here. I think. Uh, thank you so much for for coming out, guys. You did a great job. Next up would be Tanya, but she's not here. So next up, well, let's is just not. have a moment of silence for Tanya's uh, <laughs> final thoughts. Oh wait, as as she works through her clearance. There we go. There's a moment of silence for Tanya. <laughs> well played, Matt. Uh, yeah, Jez, you, you killed it, man. Thanks for coming out. Such a blast. Uh, I hope tomorrow is is good because it sounds like you're in the future, and I fucking love that. <laughs> love the future. Um, this was a fun one. We I love when we get into some debate. Yeah. Um, I I knew Victor was gonna hate this one. I knew it. I don't know why. You just tell, right? There's that something about it. You're like, oh, he's not gonna like that. He's not gonna like that. That's okay. Victor's wrong more than he's right. And yeah, we love him still. Agreed. So um, I'm excited to see how this wraps up and and also scared because it's going to end. But lots more to come. Um, yeah, another great episode, guys. Thanks. Oh, yeah. And a reminder, next Monday we're being visited by uh, Olivia Sadler. That's uh, right. So we'll be uh, interviewing her next Monday. Uh, if you're a patron, you'll get that right away. And if you're not, you'll get it a week later. But uh, looking forward to having Olivia on. Victor. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jazz, did you see that movie, American Beauty? Do you make a Maybe. reference to the, the garbage bag flying around yes. here? Yes. So, and Matt, oh, yeah. see, you and I are like so in sync. Uh, you know, I love you, man. You, you, you know, and, and you're, as you're getting older, you're getting wiser. So I appreciate that about you. Um, so, you know, you're, you're a beautiful man, Jess. You, you can look at, you can look at a plastic bag floating through the, through the air and find beauty in it. You're something and, else, Victor. And, and so I do appreciate that about you as well. Um, you were great on the episode. You brought lots of, uh, insights, uh, and, and you were able to, uh, you know, um, again, find, find a rainbow inside a thunderstorm. So I, I appreciate that. And, oh, and you're what you, you know, you're welcome to come back anytime. And anybody who's got two guitars and a DJ and guitar behind behind them is, is also a class act. So I appreciate that as well. Sort yourself out. Jazz. Uh, um, thanks so much for having me on. I think it was a, a great episode. I, I think I came in hoping that everyone was going to be on the same page and, and all the rest of it. I, I honestly didn't even cross my mind that there would be uh, so much kind of discussion, but 
It's more fun hindsight. that way, though. Come on. Yeah, yeah definitely. Right? In hindsight, it's, it's really good because it, <laughs> one makes me stand on my own convictions and be able to have that conversation, but mm-hmm. hearing other people have their own thing. And I think, and again, not good for a, a audio podcast, but I must say I haven't been able to watch too many of the live streams because I'm at work usually when they kind of come out. But Victor, seeing you smile right, right the way through made me feel <laughs> so good. So um Happy birthday, Matt. Didn't mention that earlier. So thank you. Obviously spoke about that a bit. Um, just quickly, I want to say thank you to all you guys and and the fact that you kind of keep going on the way that you do. I know you're 200. There was a lot of people that said a lot of really lovely things. I suppose I want to echo that. Um, I jokingly said on the ag hall that I came here for parenting advice, but <laughs> I think it's been really good that I, like a lot of the stuff I, I listen to and I can relate to. So whether it's starting going running again for the first time in in a little while or or listening to a new album I've not heard of or or preparing for a Harry Potter themed birthday party or something like that you can always kind of resonate and and every time I listen I'll generally resonate with somebody else so it's not always the character that I'm not always following one person not always on Matt's side I'm not always on Victor's side it's it's a real good chop and change and I just think that makes you guys uh bloody beauty so thank you so much for having me on um really appreciate it thanks bud Uh, juxtaposition (laughs) there you go oh they asked you to do it one last time and now they're screaming in the live stream and i'm gonna play us off here with a song from this episode i love this song too uh it is called take me to the freeway by the genders here we go i'm free That's all we have for this episode. Uh, next week, where are we? Oh, here we go. We will recap and review episode four of season 12, Snooter, with our buddy Sarah. And if you'd like to support this podcast, please tell us a friend. Also, follow us on most social media outlets at Protus and Pod. Thank you for joining us. Now we're going to go uh, to the TPS After Hours Club. There are no Snooters, but we got beers and stuff. On behalf of Jez, Tanya, Matt, Victor, and myself, thank you for listening, and have a great week. <laughs>